So Pasha's Chai is I didn't know that this is like a cat's family chat here. Tafshin Pei Dalit. Pasha's Chai Sara. So I'm going to bring a few, I don't want to call them cute thoughts because they're very important, but they are, they're a little cute as well. Um, but I want to finish the end. I want to end off on a, on not a Vort Bechlal, a, a Torah that's of, of infinite importance, Bezvat Hashem. So I'm going to, you know, we'll save the best for last, so to speak. But let's, uh, in the meantime, let's, let's enjoy some of the lighter things. Okay, so um, if you have a chumash with you, it's good, but it's not essential. Again, it, it's just come out that we're going to look at a few Orchayims, just because um, that's uh, that's where I'm at. V'yiyu chayi sara me'ashana ve'esrim shana ve'shevashanim shnei chayi sara. They're the first pasuk, famous pasuk. And Ochayim says, that she died. He brings a whole bunch of different things. And he said that the reason why she died was because of the Basura Ra that the Sutton gave her that Yitzhak had almost been killed. Yeah. Lafi the Zoya and whether the, the he was actually shechted Lafi Panemius Atoira. That's why he's uh that's the uh, we have Avram is Megain Avram, Yaakov is um, Kela Kadosh, and the middle one, Machaya Mason, that's Yitzhak. And if you look at the Rashi there, the Rashi says, This is, I, I saw what well, I would love to get my hands on this thing, but I saw this a few, I saw this many years ago, about 15, 20 years ago, where just, just the actual Rashi says, that um one moment you look at the rush yourself it said it it's um yeah it says uh, she saw that um with the with hearing hearing the akeda that her son was was um uh, Mazmin uh, was was um, well, where well, was Mazmin for Shechita, and Ukimat Shaloi Nishchat, and he was almost not shechted. That's how she died. That's the Pasha reading of the Rashi. Yeah, and I I'm telling you, I one day Hashem will be mazaka me with it. But I heard this thing. I heard this share from a like from a Litvish Rav, like I said, 15, 20 years ago, and he went through. Endless mummish 15 or so points of how it had to be that Rashi understood that Yitzhak actually got shechted. Moiradika things. I can remember if I'm not going to get into it now, but this is the first one that she saw that Kimat Shaloi Nishchat. And everyone's like, well, they just read it quickly and you try and like pretend that it doesn't say what it says. But she saw that he was nearly not shechted, and that's why she died. But anyway. So, so the point was, this is what this is what um, the Orchayim said is that if it wasn't for that news, she would have lived longer. It was that tragic news, that that shocking news that caused her to die. So he brings this beautiful Chazal. 
כי צדיקים מחיים ימיהם, והרשויים ימיהם מחיים אויסם. That the צדיקים give life to their days, and the רשויים, their days give life to them. Because she ended up like in a sense she was Masih Das, because she got such a shock about her son nearly getting shechted, that she wasn't, she didn't give that energy that she always gives into her days, and she was Nifta. Whereas the Russia, he doesn't have any energy. He's just taking. You know, that was the Indian of the, the lowest animal. You know what it says in the Gemara, what the lowest of all the animals is? The Yitush. Why? Because it's machnis ve'ena moitzi. It doesn't go to the bathroom. It's the only animal that doesn't go to the bathroom. What's what's a yitush? What's, yeah. I, I mean, in, in modern day Hebrew, it's a mosquito. I don't know if it's a, a I don't know exactly what it is, but it's a yitush. Yeah, it maybe it's a mosquito. It's, it's an animal that eats, but it doesn't excrete. That's the definition of the lowest creature in all of creation. That it doesn't even excrete because excretion, like manure, has a lot of uh, a lot of you know it does good stuff. You look, you know, if you look at uh, look at um, what's it called, um, you know, like wildlife documentaries, and look at the ecosystems that exist around the backsides of hippos and elephants and stuff. Yeah, it's moedic. It's like whole, not even cities, like worlds of eco. You know. So there's an Indian of giving through through going, even going to the bathroom. So the, that's like the lowest level of giving, but it's still a level of giving. So the Yitush, who doesn't even go to the bathroom, he's the lowest of all creatures. And now we understand the Indian of Paroi trying to show people they never went to the bathroom. He was intent on being the lowest, lowest, lowest of all of creation. It wasn't stunned. Because what, what was the appeal? The point is that if I don't go to the bathroom, that means I don't give anything. That's the definition of that's that's the Stein. definition of the lowest level, the lowest, lowest level, whatever you want to call it, the lowest level. That's what Avraham, that's what that's what uh Paro stood for, the opposite of Moshe, who was Kulu Anov. So anyway, so just to if, if a nice vault for the for the for the table is you could compare a Russia to a thermometer and a tzaddik to a thermostat. I love that. That's such a geschmack thing to say. I heard that from a Shaistow. What is that? That means that the tzaddik, he brings his kadosh and he makes everyone else kadosh. Everyone who gets next to him, you can't help but just it's like being next to a big bonfire. And you just get set on fire. That's a tzaddik. That's called a thermostat. You you um, determine the temperature of the room. The rusher, on the other hand, is like a thermometer. You just react to the room, not you. And that, by the way, is the definition of a cold-blooded animal. All snakes are cold-blooded. Cold-blooded doesn't mean they actually have cold blood. It means that they don't have a... Um, uh, homostasis they don't have a, a, a homostat is it called a homostatic system they don't have a they don't have homostasis in their body which means their temperatures fluctuate that's what it means cold-blooded so sometimes they could be very hot and other times very cold so that's the definition of the snake is a cold-blooded animal 
and that's being called a thermostat, a, a thermometer. And that's the union of your the days giving life to them, them not giving life to their days. Okay. So onward. So uh, remember, before you jump out, before you jump out. Yeah. So again, just so I understand. So Sarah wasn't able to give her energy and therefore that's why she passed? For that, yeah, that's what that's what Ohio says. That if it wasn't for this bad news, then she would have lived longer. Because she was giving energy to her days. And she who's the one that says Sadiq? What? Who's who's the one that says Sadiqim gives energy into their days, and that's a tzaddik, and who doesn't give energy? That's a rasha. Who's the one that says that? That's Chazal. The 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 uh, the brings Chazal. He doesn't say the Oimroi. I think it's a Gemur. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. Thank but you. Says it anyway. Okay. So now this is a really nice, this is a, this is nice. This next thing. Okay. So it says, when Eliezer comes to the, comes to the, he meets Rivka by the feeding, by the drinking trough for the camels. And I'm not going to read all the Pesukim, um, but the it's really interesting because the 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 Or Chaim says that when Rifka gave him to drink, yeah, it says olav that Rifka was choishesh for Eliezer b'derech that because he was so tired from the journey. The Haflogas has tazik, and drinking too much water is mazik. The heat tzedekas, and she was a tzedeka, so shara bedata shior sheyaspik l'shtiyasoi v'loi rotzas l'hoisiv loi levayistakein ki ayev loi yishar b'shtiyasoi be'ais tzamoinoi that she measured out the water to give to him. That it would be just enough because she didn't want him to come to a sakana because a person who's yaif, who's tired from the derech, he will drink too much when he gets to drink. Because as that that's the maisa what happened lahavda uh, with the I don't know if I said lahavda in in the in by the shower when the when the allies came to to release people from the camps there was mamash a holocaust of people dying from eating too much it was it was a pachad. So that the Indian of drinking too much if you're thirsty, she was very choishish for that. So that's that's going on. So she was choishish that he was tired from the journey and therefore he would drink too much and he would fall into Sakana. But then it goes like this. Ki letzad hamatas hatoyrech niskavna niskavna, and she was choishes, so she gave him only a little bit of water, and she was double taking herself, and she said in her brain, in her mind, maybe he's going to think that I'm lazy, and that's why I'm not giving him more water, so I'm going to show him that I'm not lazy by giving him giving more to the camels. Yeah, so it says, um, 
are in color until they have their their full their full uh, their full share of drink. And he, she she didn't measure it out for the camel. So Bekitza, she gave to Eliezer a very um, measured amount of water because she was worried he would come to Sukana. But the camels, she just let them drink. So it's a very important clue. And this is the reason why babies don't overeat. Whereas we... I mean, I'll talk to myself now. Every time I sit down to a meal, I overeat. Yeah. Especially in the evening. It's ridiculous. Why? Everyone's got the same buyer. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, uh, um, I was going to say. So, yeah. What's it's, not a pro- it's not a problem by me. <laughs> What's the Indian? What? Why is it that you overeat? You know you've eaten enough, and you're still. It's like you. You. My dad refers to it as grazing. He says when when some of his grandchildren come to his house, it says they're grazing in my kitchen. <laughs> but what's the Indian? What's the Indian? Once you've eaten, you've eaten a whole plate of food, and you even know that the Tosefus Oichel is going to make you feel bloated and heavy and you're going to sleep longer yeah and you still go why because you're trying to satisfy your mind not your stomach an animal doesn't have a mind to satisfy so he stops when he's full just like a baby so when when you see the stomach has a real need for food a real it has a real need to eat yeah hunger's a real need but the mind's needs are pseudo needs especially when it comes to their interpretation of physical needs yeah. you with me so how can you fill a need that doesn't exist you can't if you're actually hungry and your mind is turned off, you will stop eating when your stomach says, that's it, I'm okay. But if a person's living in their mind, they're not trying to fill their stomach. They're trying to fill their mind. And the mind doesn't get filled by food. That's why, that's 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 going to be a Gehenna. That's a Gehenna. You know why that's Gehenna? Because that really is Gehenna. Because when a person is dissolved of his body, he loses his stomach, but he doesn't lose his mind. So if a person was eating to sate his stomach, when the stomach is taken away from him, he's got no need to eat. But if it was the mind that was longing for food, that goes with the person. That goes with the person when he leaves this world. That's called Gehenna. I have a good example of this. When I was a kid, I had my wisdom teeth out. And you had to do, I had a general anesthetic and I had to have a, it was a, um, uh, you had to fast for like uh, 24 hours before or whatever. And I wake up, I'm in this nice private hospital and I wake up, I'm starving, yeah? And as I wake up, they roll the, you know, the, the, the table thing over your bed 
and it was this platter of like sandwiches that were just it, the most delicious looking sandwiches with all the I remember the crusts has been cut off with cress all over and it was just like wow you know what more could you wish for you wake up starving mummish and all of a sudden you've just got this plate of delicious sandwiches in front of you and I went to eat one and I couldn't eat my mouth because of the because of the surgery having the wisdom teeth removed I had zero feeling in my mouth and I I just couldn't eat so I had to sit there starving looking at a plate <clears throat> of delicious sandwiches <laughs> that's cool that that's Gehenna that is Gehenna that really is the definition of Gehenna a tither that can't be sated and that's why Gehenna is a very much a place in this world because tithers can never be sated they're not real so there's a whole lot more to say about that but I'm going to um, I'm going to I'm going to jump onto the next thing so much to say one more quick thing, and then I'm going to get into what I really want to talk about. The um, It says by the Pasuk in Kafdalad 29, 2429, Kafdalad Kaftes, it says that Rivka, ach, Rivka had a brother, Ushmoy Lovan. His name was Lovan. And he ran to, to, to Eliezer, whatever, because he saw him. It's interesting, the the, the Orchaim picks up on a very interesting little dikduk thing here. The Orchaim loves dikduk. He grabs onto all these little things. And uh, he says like this, um, I think, um, listen to this for profound. Everybody, before we do this, everybody, everybody's got a basic musag of what the difference between shame and etzem is. The difference between name and essence. Yeah, it's a, it's um, maybe Donny, maybe your wife mentioned it to you. I know that when my wife goes to a share, she unloads the whole thing on me. So I'm assuming you made it. She didn't unload. She just told me she loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I mean, the name, right? Name is just a, I would think, just a title, whereas essence is more of a substance. Essence is who you are, and name is what you've got. If you want to, I mean, we could talk about it for a long time, but you have a name. But you're not a name. You're the one who has the name. So the name is about the name is about you. But there's the you. Okay, again, we could talk about that for a long time, but some of us I think are holding in the Indian. But anyway, so listen to what listen to what the Orheim says in the name of the Medrash. Sha'amukir Tzadikim Shemam Koidem Lahem. By the tzaddikim, their name comes before them. But the Rashaim come before their name. What's the Indian of the tzaddikim, their name comes before them? And Rashayim, they come before their name. And it's funny because in this case, it, the reason why I brought that is because it says Shemoy Lavan. It brings his name before him. So that's Midas Sadiqim. And then he explains why that was. I'm not going to get into that. But, but what's the Indian of the name of the Russia coming before him? And the the by the by the by the yeah, by the Russia, no, sorry, by the Tzadik, the name comes before. And by the Russia, 
he comes before the name. So I think you can answer like this. In Dikduk, there's an Indian called Smichus. Smichus means like, how do, how do you say land? How do you say land in Hebrew? Eretz? No. Um, Adama? No, 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 no. The word Eretz. Not, right. No, no, Eretz. Oh. It's Eretz Yisrael. But I'm standing al ha'aretz. Like, right. how do you say? How do you say house? Bait. Bait. How do you say library or how do you say school? Bait. Bait safer. So it takes a spelling. It takes a spelling change. I know it's just the the, the nakuda, but that's called a spelling change. That's called smichas. That's why Boracious is whatever it, but it's Eretz Yisrael as opposed to Aretz Yisrael it's base Hamedrash as opposed to bias Hamedrash it's um it, it um it, it it happens for it happens in like everything for loads of stuff yeah when the noun that that's when you put two nouns together so you have Beit Sefer the house of or Beit Hamedrash the house of the learning yeah, when you put the name first, when you put the name first, the name is given in context of the other noun. So Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel, what's Ica, what's Tofel? Israel's Ica, the land is in context of Israel. That's how smichus works. When you put the noun first, that when you've got two nouns, the first noun is in context of the second noun. You with me? So now think about that. By the Russia, he comes before his name. And by the tzaddik, his name comes before him. By the tzaddik, his name is a detail in his metzias. It's something that he has. This is so deep. In the Russia, he is a detail in his name. He's lost in his name. Now we could give a whole show on that, but I'm maving yavin. People get that? Yeah. No. No. Can you can you can I'm you re repeat it? Well, okay, I'll regular us one more time. That when we have two nouns together, the way it works is that the first noun mm -hmm. is toffle and the second noun is ika. The first noun takes it becomes in context of the second noun. So like we said, Eretz Yisrael, it's the land of Israel. Israel's Ica. And land is secondary. That's the land of Israel. You could have the land of Mitzrayim as well. You have the land of wherever. So when, when you've got two nouns, the first one is Tofel to the second one, the Kitsa, which means by the Russia. 
by the tzaddik, he puts his name, his name comes first, and then he comes second. So what's Ikka, what's Tofu? If you want to understand his name as what he has, hmm. and him as who he is, then by the by the tzaddik, what he has is Tofu to who he is. By the Russia, who he is, is Tofu to what he has. It's like you could say by Ishmael, he was known as a para Adam, right? So para Adam, the 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 para is the description, and the Adam is uh, secondary. No, so the, the opposite. I know, but that's that. Does uh, it work? It doesn't work there. Well, no, no, para Adam. I don't think para <coughs> Adam to say that. That's it. <laughs> so, so. Um, that's a, that's a, that's a very that's a very deep thing. That really that really is the essence of. See, we're we're waiting for the day. What day is it that we're waiting for? The day that he and his name will be one. That's what we're waiting for. Right now, he and his name is not one. His name is all the stuff he has. That's called this world, and his he and this world are not one. That's what we're waiting for. Okay, I'm, this last thing that I want to get into is... Um, I'm just say an answer for that is para-adam is, is a shame. It's a description of something. It's not a a name. It's it's a description of your shmol. I'm not sure. I, I, I say that it's not such a kasha either way, but it's still it's worth looking into. I'm sure yeah. you'll be zochot to some peros. What we're going to say now is going to give you some chizot. All right, go, go. Okay, so we're going to go, we're going to go until like but this is very important. We're, we're going to try and understand what is the Torah Shabbat there. Okay? It's a little bit of a doichek that I'm fitting it into the Pasha, but it's not like crazy doichek, but I'm... It's very, very important. The This Pasha is the first Kenyan in the Torah. The very first Kenyan in the Torah is Avram buying Maris Machpela from Ephron. Um... So I really wanted to talk about the whole Indian of of being koina something. What does it mean to be koina? And I'll, you can understand it very easily by the kind of feeling that you have, lower lenu, if a person loses his wallet. Or nowadays it's the telephone. Well, the telephone is weird because you can just like press a button and you buy a new one and the whole thing's back again. No? But anyway, but... Um, but but when a person loses their wallet or something they own, that feeling is a feeling of it's like it's like a it's like a a miniature kind of a valus. Something's been taken from something's been you've lost something of yourself, and that's what Kenyan is. Kenyan means you make something of you. It becomes you. If you truly acquire something, it means it becomes of you. It's now yours, which means it's of you. It actually, see, if we just think we're a body, then we're in a lot of shtick because that's not true. You're much more than just a body. And your, we could call it your name, really, is all the things that you own, your house, your car, your all your chachkis and pachkis, all the stuff that you have. Yeah, that's also you 
and a level of your nefesh is mispashed out into all of that stuff. And that's why when someone steals, if someone's to take something from you, you feel like they've that a little bit of you has gone. Everyone's with me? Okay, so there's a posuk. I'll explain the Indian first, and then I'll then I'm then I'll read the posuk and the Rashi from Bish from Mishlei. And this is this is this will be a chiddush for everyone, I think. So what's the Torah about pair? I'll, I'll I'll ask you a question there. Like right now, you see, this is the my shalat for my. It actually looks like my telephone. It's the shalat. It's the remote control for my mazgan. Yeah, my air conditioner. Now, if I put this over here, you can't see it. Do you think it's correct to call that hidden? Is it a would it be a correct description to call now that you can't see my? Mashallah, now you can see it, but now you can't see it. Do you think we could call that hidden? So you can't. It's hidden from you. But it isn't hidden. It's hidden from you. So. So you go on. Okay, so why is it called Torah Soid? We have Pshat them as Jewish and Soid, yeah? Kabbalah is called Soid. Why is it called Torah Soid, a secret? That means that if you learn, you learn it, now it's not a Soid anymore. <laughs> a secret is only a relative term, yeah? If you know a secret, it's not a secret. <laughs> it's only a secret because he doesn't know it. But Torah Soid doesn't work like that at all. Torah Sasoid is a shame Torah. It's an actual description of, of that Limud. Two people could sit there and learn the exact same capital from the uh from the Eitzheim, from the Oitzheim. And they can both understand the Hebrew. It's quite it's very simple Hebrew. Yeah, they could both understand the words. And to one of them, Hashem will reveal it, and to the other one, he won't. And the one who's having it revealed to him, he's aware that it's being revealed to him. He's aware that this information, it's a bit of a doichet to call it information, but we will as a concession. This information is be'etzem secret. And I'm... Zoicha right now, the Boinashoim is being Mazaka me with touching what this actually is. So it's not like the remote control that just is out of your view. You with me? It is actually secret, like a hidden thing, like God is hidden. Yeah, you don't see him. He is actually hidden. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a description of him, so to speak, from our perspective. So, what does it mean, Torah Shabbat Peh? Because everyone thinks that we wrote it down, that you, the Nasi, wrote it down. How could you then call it Torah Shabbat Peh? If you can write it down, then how can you call it Torah Shabbat Peh? 
you can't write Torah Shabbat Peh down. Torah Shabbat Peh is a, is, a, is a description of what it actually is. It exists in the Yid. The Goyim have Torah Shabbat as well. And they also have access to the Shatnstein Gemara and to the Living Nach and to the Art Scroll, uh, to the Art Scroll Mishnayas. They've got access to everything, just like we have. So they have Torah Shabbat Peh? No. So if you read the Dhamma to the Rambam, he explains that they wrote down Torah Shabbat Peh. They didn't write down Torah Shabbat Peh. What they did is they wrote down notes that reminded them of the Torah Shabbat Peh that they received from their Rebbe. Now, when you read, when you read a book, that's really weird. When you read a book, um, a goyish, or you read a newspaper, okay, the way it works is you extract information from the words. You read the words, you didn't know what it was saying, and now you've learned what it says. That's called learning in this world. That's not that's not what Torah is meant to be. See, the Torah of Pair is really the Rabbinah Shloim himself. You can't do anything from Torah Bichsav. You can't do one mitzvah from, from Torah Bichsav. Nothing. Maybe you'd be able to not eat chazir, but I don't even know if you'd know what chazir is without Torah Shabbat Pair. But you can't do anything. What's Totafois? What what is you you can't do anything literally nothing, so the Torah Shabbat pair is where it's at. It tells you what you can do, what you can't do. It has all the stories anyway, and it gives you all the rich detail of all the stories, and, and it, it's everything. So the question comes out the the you know the uh, the original question was oh I believe in the Torah Shabbat but the Torah Shabbat pair. Uh, yeah, but really, a from Jew should be asking, why do we need a Torah Shabbat Everything is in the Torah Shabbat so why do we need Torah Shabbat So the Pasha answer is that if it wasn't for the Torah Shabbat the Torah Shabbat would be lost within a, a generation, because it would just have nothing to hold it together. It would have nothing to keep it consistent. Mm -hmm. But but really, the deeper understanding, why is it called Torah Shabbat Peh? What's the pays when we point to the Torah? When we point to the Torah for Hagbah, what do we say? Zoisa Torah Shesam Moshe Lifne Beneso Al Pi Hashem Biad Moshe from the mouth of Hashem, and Moshe wrote it down. So the Torah Shabal Peh, it's above the pair. What's above the pair is the mind. That's where the mind of Hashem is really at. That's really where it's at. That's where you know what to do. That's where you know what he means. That's where you know what he wants. The Torah Shabbat says an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. That's not what he wants. So you learn a hit, you know him through. through but, but, but really, Hashem is Echad. So what does it mean that you're, you're getting him? Hashem is the Tachlis of Pshitas. He's the, the 
perfect unity, and there is no unity like that. He's Echad Yachid and Mamash. Toshabal Peh is receiving the Rabbonishloil and Mamash from your Rebbe. It's not information, it's the Rabbonishloil himself. And that means that when a Goy reads a newspaper, and the same with when a Goy reads reads the Torah, he's extracting meaning from the words. When a Yid's eyes are exposed to Torah, Torah which includes the Mishnah and the Gemara, and anything that's written down is considered, is considered Torah is written down. What's happening is that those words are extracting the Rabboina Shalom from him. So when a Goy, I'll say it again, when a Goy learns, he reads from books, he extracts meaning from the words. When a Yid looks at Torah Shabbat it pulls out from him the Torah Shabbat meaning the Rabboina Shalom. It pulls the Torah, it t- pulls the Rabbanishon from him. And when, when the Rabbanishon is pulled through these words, it ends up looking like this. And when the Rabbanishon is pulled from these words, it ends up looking like that. You with me? So now it says in Mishle, the Pasuk says, Rashi's Hoch- Mishle Dalad Zion, if you want to look it up. Rashi's Hochma, Knei Hochma. The beginning of Chochmah is to acquire Chochmah. And in all of your acquisitions, you acquire Bina. How much more, uh, what's the word? How much more, um, what's the word? Um, Cryptic could you get? I'll say it again. The beginning of the beginning of wisdom is acquiring wisdom. And then in all of your acquisitions, you acquire Bina. Listen to what Rashi says. And this is, I could bring you lots of different proofs. This, but the real, the way I know this is from my Rebbe, not from anything that I've learned from books. Reish is Hochma, Hochma. The beginning of Hochma is, is acquiring Hochma. The beginning of learning Chochma from others, first things first is you have to be makabal a shmua, hearing from the mouth of your Rav. I'll say that again. The beginning of the way Rashi dresses the puzzle is very good to look this up. Okay, it's Rashi, it's Mishle Dalad Zion 4 7. And look at the Rashi there because it's it, it's good to see it with your eyes. Raish is Hochma Kana Hochma. The beginning of Hochma is acquiring Hochma. The beginning of learning your Hochma from others is you should be Makabo Shmua from the mouth of your Rav. And afterwards, in all of your acquisitions, you're going to acquire Bina. 
that you will be misboining, you will meditate on it yourself. And you're going to understand this from that. That it will actually, it, 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 it will grow into a tree. That's when, when you've been Makabal Masoira from your Rav, when you've been Makabal Masoira, which is what we're trying to do, yeah? When you're Makabal Masoira, you're not Makabal information. You have to be, you have to know that. It's very important. It's like so important. What, 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 what's it called when we when we take care of Tamadeh Chachomim? What's the, what's the word we use? Shimush Shimush is Loshan Tashmish. Relations. That's Mamash what our relationship with our Rav is. Is his Mazriya into us, Zera Kodesh. And Zera, the whole Indian of Zera is it's a Yichud. It's not information you're receiving from your Rav. You're receiving the Rabbinah Sholem from your Rav. And that's assuming that he, he, he received the Rabbinah Sholem from his Rav. And all the way back. That's that's the Ica. The Ica thing when you're trying to work out who your Rav should be is to find out who his Rav was. That is the Ica Mamash. And then you should find out who his Rav was. And you, you'll find out if he has a tradition all the way back very quickly. But if you want a Rav, don't, don't get sucked into, uh, you know smooth rhetoric and nice jokes that could also be but but, but the, the icker is that he, he has a rav and he was makabu masoira because it's not information he's makabu zera kodesh from the rav he's makabu mamash or 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 tzaddik he's makabu zera from the rav and now when his eyes fall on the Mishnah, fall on the Gemurah, fall on the Chumash, fall on the Halacha, the Rabboina Shloilam grows through it. Like, just like when you put a seed in the ground, yeah? When you put a seed in the ground, the basic way of understanding it is that the ground is the Bina and the seed is the Chochmah. You put the seed in the ground and the seed grows. But the way the Balatanya explains it in Nagasa Kuidish, he says like this, the way I understand it, is you put the seed in the ground, the seed is like a filter, and the seed tells the ground what to become, and the ground grows through the seed. The seed doesn't grow, the ground grows just through the seed. The seed is like this this DNA filter, whatever you want to call it, that allows the ground to go through a certain act. Like within the ground is every tree there is. The ground, in the ground is orange trees and apple trees and lemon trees and everything, cucumbers and, and cactuses and oak trees and giant redwoods and weeds. and Everything's in the ground. The seed tells the ground not what to be and gives him a specific instruction of what should come through. Everything else, the potential to be everything else is held back. 
And just that element of the ground, which is like the Moshul for Hashem, like the infinite, the infinity of the ground grows through that seed. You with me? And that's exactly how it is with the Torah. That's how it is with the Torah. When we see the words of the Torah, if we've been Makabal the Zera from our Rav, who was Makabal from his Rav, Makabal from his Rav, Makabal from his Rav, and we go back to Pir Gavura, that's the Torah Shabal pair. When our eyes fall on the Mishnayas and on the, that reminds us of the Torah Shabal pair. And now if you read, if you read the beginning of the Mishnah Torah, you'll see, you'll see that that's what the Rambam's saying as well. Okay. Thank you. We should be zeicher to uh, to Chaye Sarah and uh, all of the all of the Rishoyim should disappear, and all of the tzaddikim should come back to their homes and to their families, and uh, everything should be good. Okay. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much.